For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but, but the end is not yet. That was Matthew 24, 5 through 6. Welcome back to another episode of Thinking Well Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Tom. And I'm Bryce. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. What's going on? Nothing much. Yeah. How's life treating you guys? Good. Busy, but um, busy's not always bad, so. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Pretty good. Can't complain. Is it less busy now that your new job started? I or is find it a different that kind I'm able busy? to get home a lot sooner than I used to, so that's kind of nice. I've noticed gives, you've, been, you've been happier. It gives me time for like <laughs> you're less project things and just good times. Yeah, I like being around you more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, good, good deal. Glad well, I could make, I'm yeah. glad my new job can make yeah. everyone happy. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's what it was all about. Well, it's not just us three today. We also have uh, two others joining us. And uh, in fourth chair, we have the, uh, the senior pastor of Lake Worth Baptist Church here, Zachary Haddon. Hello. And fifth chair, uh, he's been here a couple times before, my father, Ryan Reeves. Good day, gentlemen. Good evening. What's Good up? Evening. Well, just Good to evening. clarify, I think this was my third time on. Yeah, this is That's true. Yeah. Zach's been on quite a few um, times. Yeah. But you uh, used nice. his full name, so that was weird. True. Yeah, it's yeah, my third my... time as well. We have to have like a score. score yeah, yeah, probably. Like fifth time like a jacket or something. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah. Great. Now we're going to have to have a spreadsheet that it's, yeah, it's going to have to hold a separate thing to keep track yep. of. Thanks for that. But or a chalkboard. Uh, Either way. It's cool. Ooh, chalkboards are the, are the worst. Well, Hey, we appreciate you guys being on. Um, we, we wanted to tackle kind of a, a harder issue tonight and, and really answer a, a specific question. I, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of reporters, a lot of, uh, people, you know, on, on TikTok, other videos I've seen, um, I think take advantage of this conflict that we've seen in the last couple of weeks in Israel, um, and they're they're claiming that this attack, this war that is now being waged, um, directly correlates with end times, um, and there's been a lot of videos um, just claiming that it's you know this is it, right? And we wanted to tackle that. Um, Mainly, hey, does does this have anything to do with the end times, with Christ uh, coming back with the rapture? Um, and as Christians, how do we look at this conflict? What is our, how should we respond to this conflict? Well, and I've even seen, uh, I mean, articles by not not necessarily Baptist authors, but by Christian authors who are like trying to correlate that uh, Iran is sponsored by Russia and that's to Israel's north. Yeah, the enemy so, of the north. Yeah. yeah, it's it's they're like, and this all fits together. And um, yeah, there, there is, so there's a lot of confusion out there that this has brought on. Um, yeah, it definitely seems to be a lot of people taking advantage. Of, well, that's the biggest headlines. thing, especially in TikTok. I mean, most of it's probably just for views and clicks. For you know, clout. Yeah, what, what's the easiest way to get someone to watch your video? I mean, it's correlate something, you know, conflict to something religious and then try to make it meet. Google something in Revelation. Yeah. And then, and then make a TikTok exactly. about it. Yeah. I would say, and this is Ryan, by the way, since I sound exactly like Kyle on the mic. And this is Kyle, by the way. I would say and that... This is Ryan, by the way. <laughs> I would say that if you are getting your news... And the main, you know, influence you have is social media, um, that you're doing it wrong. Hashtag do better. Um, and, and even watching like pundits on national news and that kind of stuff is it, probably not the right way either. I mean, there's, I mean, the question of, is this a sign of end times? Is the rapture imminent Christ's return? You know, if you're a, a good steward of the word, I mean, you should know you're right. You, you shouldn't have to ask that question and you shouldn't have to go to social media to find the answer. Um, but it is running rampant. And so I think it is very timely to have a discussion around it. Um, is there anything to extract from it? I, I agree with that. So thank you for having Zach and I on. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. It's good to be here. It, it's one of those, it's one of those deals when you're talking about end times and uh, if you're going to use a theological term, you would use the term eschatology. Uh, if you're talking about eschatology, everybody wants to know eschatology. Everybody wants to know 
what is happening. Uh, we like uh, logic. We like things to make sense. We, we like A uh, plus B equals C. And, and it's just an easy plug to try to draw a line uh, from tragedy uh, in, in making that about the calamity of Scripture, uh, when in reality we we don't really know, and we I, yeah, the the TikTok thing, I, I I I'm not on TikTok, but the people that are, I, I got avalanched just in the last few days. What does this mean? I heard on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. See, I don't even know how to say it. That was probably the right estimation of what it actually is. It's like, yeah, it lasts as long as a TikTok, you know, in your mouth. Um, They're like, I saw on TikTok, I saw on TikTok, I saw, like, these people, so like, and and I'm just in my mind, I'm like, who are these people? And why do they have a platform? And why are people listening to them? And, you know, what what kind of credential do they have? And they're certainly not reading the Bible, uh, but I, I do get that we are rational creatures and we like for things to make sense. And so we're trying to make sense of chaos. Like there has to be something mm. uh, to this. We love straight lines. In fact, that's uh, Ecclesiastes 7. Uh, when, when Solomon is writing about uh, the straight things of God, and then he, he writes about this. He, he, God also makes things cricket. <laughs> and we're like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, and we, we like straight things. We like things to have order. We like things to make sense. Uh, some, but the, the whole point of Ecclesiastes seven is, is that Solomon says, don't try to figure God out. Yeah. Don't, don't try to enter into the realm of the sovereignty of God because you'll just lose your mind. And so that's that's kind of you know, we can talk about prophecy and we will, but I just just right up front, I want to just get something out of the way. You're not going to figure out God's timing, I promise you. Uh, better better men and women than us have tried and failed yeah. miserably, and um, that's something in humility we need to probably understand. Yeah, and I'll say too, maybe to remit my previous statement that I, I could definitely understand from what Zach was just saying that there. There can be young Christians um, that it's the idea of prophecy. I haven't studied it ever. I don't really know where to start. I don't understand. Sure. Um, and I see these things, and it, it might be very alluring to say, boy, what does it mean? Could it possibly mean something? So I guess I, I would, like I said, I would change my previous statement to say that I can understand why it would be sensational um, and why it would be so attractive to, to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, using God's word correctly and studying it, you know, the, the way that it should be and talking to other people who maybe have studied through some of that stuff and could give some answers. And maybe hopefully we can flesh some of that out tonight. Yep. Yeah, no, I think it's hard. Um, you know, you kind of hit on the younger crowd sees these videos. Um, they reference scripture, right? So they hear that and whether they you know take it at face value or not, um, they, they equate it with, some of them equate it with the legitimacy of, hey, they're, they're bringing up Scripture to back what they're saying, but ultimately they have no idea, right, what that means, what context it was written in, and what exactly is happening in that Scripture. Um, and I think that's where a lot of those videos um, stray, right? Well, There's just no context. If, if I can break into that, uh, and let me just ask you guys a question. Do, do you think that stemming, I mean, like, obviously there's some some biblical illiteracy here, uh, and, and, and I'm going to use the word ignorance, but in the nicest way, you just don't know what you don't know. Is, is that stemming from just us not talking about it enough? Mm. What, what do you think? So I, I've been in church my whole life. Um, I think most of us have actually, sure. all of us have. Um, but I've never, I've heard a lot of conjecture on revelation specifically and on uh, eschatology in general. Um, I've heard a lot of um, preaching on this specifically means this uh, down to naming countries as representations of uh, things in Animal, revelation in, imagery and, and yeah stuff like um, that, yeah. and um, just all kinds of things I, I mean I've I, I literally heard not too long ago 
um, that the Antichrist could be AI because of something that someone read somewhere from another Christian author. Like, right. And because we don't, I, I think we, I don't think we do talk about it enough. Uh, we tend to touch on it uh, once every couple of years, but, and uh, I actually hear, I've heard a really good series of messages on it. Um, I've oh, also heard, yeah. um, <laughs> also, I've also heard uh, a really good uh, podcast on it. But um, one of the things that I, I love about what I've heard recently on Revelation is the fact that it just takes God's word and it says, this is what it says. And we don't know exactly what this portion means. Right. And it doesn't go into, it could mean this and it could mean this, or, you know, it might mean this. I, I think sometimes as Baptists, we've gotten into the habit of it might mean. And because of that, it causes all this sensationalism, right? Of, well, then if it could mean that and nobody really knows what it means, then it could definitely be what they're saying. Um, and it's, it's something that I've like end times eschatology, all that stuff is something that I've kind of, um, in my own personal life, just kind of tried to stay away from commentary on just because I don't, I I mean, I know what the book says, but I can't sit here and comment on what it might mean. And what I love is, is that we're all in consensus that we can't sit here and comment on what it might mean there should be a just a general Um, humility about it absolutely so no i i think i think that's definitely part of it because then other people see a a gap in that knowledge right and because they see a gap in that knowledge they're like well i might have an answer or they say that this is absolutely absolutely the answer in hubris yeah well i think as humans we we have to find an answer there has to be uh, some kind of rational response to the question marks that we see in life and especially in the Bible. And I think we do it well here at this church. You know, not only do we dive in Revelation, you know, whether it's the youth, the main service, Wednesday night, whenever, um, we're not scared of it. And I think there are some pastors out there in some churches that um, don't want to go near it. Um, And I think that's a mistake. But I also think that, you know, as as Christians, um, we have to be okay with, with, studying the word and saying, you know what? I don't know. Right. And, and we can't know. Yeah. Well, and when I, when I first started, I I remember that that was kind of popular. Uh, one of the first questions I remember receiving was, are you going to ever do a a series on revelation? And and in my little preacher brain, I was thinking, give me a minute, you know, (laughs) I I mean, that's, it's huge. It's a huge subject and just to boil it down and how, how long is the average TikTok? How, how, how fast do those go by? I think two or three minutes is the so, max. Okay, so to yeah. boil, so take this huge subject and boil it down in two or three minutes, it's just yeah. a little bit absurd. Well, I've taught Revelation to the youth group three times, and it took an entire school year every time right. to get through it. You know, so you compare that, that's what, 36 weeks, right. you know, school year? I mean, at least 36 weeks of teaching through it, and you're trying to get information from three minutes tops. I need to go sit in the youth group, I guess. It's pretty cool. You should go there. Yeah, I've done it once, and Ryan's (laughs) done it three times. Uh, But I was using material not my own at the time. But, like, if I was going to preach it, and I do plan on it, but I just, like, I've got an immense respect for Mm -hmm. that book. And, and if you don't come at it with with, uh, the right kind of knowledge, the right kind of humility, and really the right kind of... Um, background in Old Testament, like you're not going to understand some of the things in Revelation without understanding Ezekiel or Daniel. Right. That really, really strange that you're just like, that like people just waylay in and like, I'm going to read Revelation. And I'm like, well, bad starting point. Mm-hmm. How about start with John, would you? That's exactly right. Yeah. No. <laughs> start, start with something <laughs> really simple. Uh, and, well, and I'll, I'll say this too, Zach, yeah. that teaching it several times and you taught it and I was there when sure, you taught it yeah. and I heard brother Jerry teach it. So probably five times through, I think that the more I get into it, the more enamored I am with the first three chapters oh, and for not, sure. yeah. not the prophecy pieces the of tribulation. Yeah. Yeah, work yeah. on you first. Yeah. I, I get yeah. way more <laughs> focused on those first three, the letters to the churches and, right. you know, and, and thinking through, you know, which, 
which of these churches do I personally yeah, identify I? with or, or then, and then like our church, like, what is it more like? Yeah. And, and, and really to me, I mean, I think you could just camp out there for a long time. Absolutely. You can. It's, it's so vast and so, so deep. I, like I, I, I don't know. I, I would need to dedicate probably a good year of my life and just immerse myself in that book before I just jumped in and thought I could preach a sermon on it. And and again, these these uh, weekend warrior Bible students and I you know and I I don't mean to sound crass on that. I really don't. I, I'm I don't want to disparage people from reading Revelation or reading the Bible or trying to study. I'm just I'm just uh, constantly aghast and I don't know why but I'm aghast at like just the avalanche of bad information out there and then I'm even more aghast at just some solid solid people of God that are just taken into it like what is this what what does this mean you know like is it could could this be something well and I was going to save this for later but I'm I'm going to I can't anymore but <laughs> Here we um, go. no it, it's not it's not that bad it's not going to take long but l- let me let me ask you, <laughs> these these gentlemen don't believe me. Um, but let me ask you guys, what reaction are you seeing in relation to prophecy? What what is the the baseline you know human emotion like? I want to know more about this. Uh, what does this mean? What is what is the emotion behind it? What have you been noticing? Uh, I, th- I think it maters on fear. Okay. Yeah. Scare factor, Is that what you sure. see? No, absolutely. Is that what yeah. you see? Fear. What about Ryan? Yeah, I I think fear. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of turmoil, right? And and I think that that generally does create sure. a deep sense of of being worried and scared. So probably within fear, fear is a pretty high level emotion with a lot of things that fall below it. Agreed. Um, okay. I think it does strike up a lot of curiosity, which yeah. is it obviously so, will end there later. But I think curiosity is the main point that a Christian should be focused on right now. But. Sure. So let me let me ask you this now. And, and I think you're exactly right. Big fear and mild curiosity. Anxiety. Anxiety. Mm. Yeah. But let me ask you, what does the Bible say about the purpose of prophecy? Is that the uh, is that the emotion that should be garnered among God's people? Hope. Okay, so hope. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, uh, or how about this? How about excitement? Yeah. Yeah. How about joyfulness? How about the subject of salvation? You know, prophecy was made to get us busy, not to get us worried. And if we're listening to something and it and it's got us all just disheveled and and our like we're we're running around like chicken little like the sky is falling, we've got the wrong response to prophecy, which means if you got the wrong response to prophecy, you're listening to the wrong quote unquote prophet. Okay, yeah. like you're listening to the, the wrong people, the wrong preachers. Yeah. If they're scaring you, you've missed the point of prophecy. Right. Well, because in general, in, in Revelation, like uh, there's a lot of the stuff um, after the rapture and those those first however long you want to say, it doesn't really say, right? But those moments, I'm sure they're going to feel like moments to us in eternity um, where where we stand there and uh, all, all of our works are you know, the stuff that we did for us, not for God's glory, burned up wood, hay and stubble. Those are the kind of things that I'm like, okay, that's exciting. Like we're going to be there though. And I I look at some of the things that I've read and that I've, that I've heard with, um, oh, we, we must be in this portion of revelation because, because this is happening in Israel right now. Like from a, from a Christian perspective, like after the rapture takes place, that is where they're referencing. So if that were the case, then 
we would already not be here. Right. And uh, yeah. I mean, we're still here. Yeah, there's well, and and we we probably shouldn't <clears throat> dabble too far into what I'm about to say. Pre mid and post trip. Yeah. yeah. No, there, I, I I know. There's a lot of right. there's a lot of post tribbers out there. Sure. That's like made a resurgencies. And and for the listeners out there, post tribulation theory holds that uh, Christian people, God's people now. Um, will have to endure the tribulation and then be raptured, and that the reason they're they're the reason they're trying to interpret different portions of Revelation like that is because they believe we'll be part of the revelation, yeah. we'll be part of the wrath of God, and not saved from the wrath of God, right. as He promised. And there's a whole lot of theological problems that you run into. Again, that's probably for another discussion. There's another, for another camp out there that believes in this mid-tribulation yeah, at that, the end of the 42nd yeah, month. The, the, the three and a half years, right. boom, yeah, they're, they're gone. gone and yeah, then that's sure. when chaos starts. Right. Um, but I, I will say, I think pretty conclusively, that the five people in this room believe that we uh, that the Bible teaches clearly that there is a tribulation, a rapture Three. that happens, and immediately following... Right. The tribulation starts, right? And I think that we can prove that through God's word. I agree. I don't think it's up for debate. Um, however, right. if you're listening and have a question about that, or want to debate it, right into Tom, right. he'll tell you yeah, all right of your Tom answers. Want to debate it? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, please, please write us uh, and, and and write me. I, I'd I'd love to talk to you about it. And if you need to have that straightened out, but it is a a vast, deep uh, topic for sure. I think it's a uh, it's interesting that you bring up this these three different views of, you know, pre-tribulation, mid and post-tribulation rapture, because if you are listening and you are fearful for, you know, something's happening in Israel and it could mean that we're in this tribulation and these are the end days, the truth is, is that very clearly from the Bible with this rapture happening before, if you are a Christian, if you've put your, your hope and your faith and your trust into the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you won't be here when that's happening. Just to clarify, you, right. you you won't be seeing things unfolding against tribulation prophecy. You, you'll be in heaven. Yeah. Right. You won't be worried about that. So We'll have different seats. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do, different viewing location. Yeah, and you may not even care when you're up there. I mean, you, you might, but you might not also. Well, the, the you'll way the, that I've... You'll, you'll be with... Yeah. God, and you'll right. be in the presence of the Son of God. Sure. And I just can't imagine that our focus will be... Hey, Any what's going on, on down there? Yeah. You'll be just so <laughs> well, in awe. Yeah, and, and there, I mean, I, that that's Kyle. That's pretty nuanced as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, because you have that 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 passage with the uh, the martyrs' deaths and in, in right. uh, Revelation as well, and they they have that famous line, "How long, O Lord?" And long, yeah. and uh, he's God saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to build up my wrath. It's not it's not yet right. uh, time." Uh, and so there, there's an acknowledgement from heaven that there's injustice on on sure. the earth. But the way that I I had taught that, you know, in that Revelation serial, we're really an end time series, a prophecy series, was that now I don't know time frames, but it, it would seem to me that the same time that the tribulation was happening on earth, we have the uh, the judgment seat of Christ going on. Uh, heaven's award ceremonies in, in mm -hmm. heaven. I don't know if that's going to last a full seven years. I do know that I could, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that Christ will judge all of our works. I don't know what that entails, and I don't know what that looks like. Uh, I don't know how long that will take per individual. Uh, so it, I mean, we could be just very, very busy uh, yeah. waiting, waiting, in line uh, to to have our our works weighed out uh, in heaven, um, but anyway, if if our our view of prophecy is doing anything other than making us excited or or just motivating us to really get busy, like hey, Christ could return at any moment, and and I think Ryan will speak to that in just a moment, but um, if if that's not motivating us, then we really have ha have the wrong heart about what prophecy is. It's it's not to scare a Christian, it is to it is to set us on fire. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I, I think too when we talk, when we're talking about timelines because you even touched on it a little bit from a timeline perspective when we're looking at specific prophecies like what we're talking about there are some things that are sequentially written in the Bible 
but that from a timeline perspective, and not that I even understand it because I, I have no, I don't understand how the whole, whole timeline works either. I just know that the reason that I don't understand it is because there are overlapping things sure. that happen. There are concurrent things that right. happen. There are consecutive things that happen. There are times where something written later on in a, in a, in a prophetic passage actually happened before something or it gives or will, greater or, definition or, to something uh, you read yeah, earlier. That, right. that you yeah. gave earlier. So I would say that, you know, for people that are feeling very confused by those types of things is get a hold of some good study material right. Right. that is not on social media from someone who is, you know, in their mid twenties and has spent, uh, a, to, to Zach's point, a weekend in revelation. <laughs> right. I, again, right. I will, I will reinforce the, the admonition to yes, read your Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if revelation is the only part of the Bible you're going to read because you saw something on social media, go ahead and read it because the gospel's in there too. Um, but Agreed. I would, caution against that because there's a lot of other stuff right yeah, yeah. Um, if you're just you, but yeah stick, stick to the gospel but uh, sure. if you just really want to read that you'll you'll get the gospel message I, out of that portion too yeah that's that's right and, and and again if you're going to read revelation start in one and read through one through three and these letters that jesus is writing to the churches i think that's where you should really major your time if you're going to get into the rest of it i would definitely find a study guide right um that's credible yeah and 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 if you would like that and if you would like some of those materials, we we have an abundance, and I've got a, I've got some Bible teachers that I really respect, and that I really trust, and that I learn from myself. Uh, I'm I'm just a fellow student along with everybody else, uh, but I do guard who I allow access to my mind just for that reason and my heart. Uh, so if you would like a list of who I use or or what this church would endorse reach out and uh, I'd be happy to supply anything that you, you would like. We, we may just go ahead and get that from you and post it on some of our social okay, media if sure. you don't mind. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, because yeah. I think that'd be a great resource for people. We started this conversation talking about current events in Israel. Um, and let me just say first that I think that we should be able to absolutely stand up and say that terrorism is wrong, right? We stand against oh, all absolutely. terrorism at all times. That's right. right. That's right. But we also have to realize in the in the context of this conflict that's going on over this land is really what it's about. These people groups have been fighting for millennia. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure that every generation that saw intense conflict in this region thought, you know, from a Christian perspective, could this be a trigger? Is this something that's fulfilling what Kyle wrote, read earlier in, in Matthew 24, that Jesus said, hey, look look out for these things. This is what's going to be happening in the end times, right? But we probably could go to just about any era and point at it and say, well, is there wars and rumors yeah. of wars? Right. And are there earthquakes in, in various places? And you know, you start looking at this and is, is the earth seeming to groan into mm -hmm. like this, this travail, like it's like the picture is like a, a woman who's, who's uh, in, in labor right. and, and the earth is kind of groaning. And that. So yeah, I think we could definitely look at it and say, yeah, it, that could be this time. But I, but I think also like when Hitler's on the scene and, and, you know, and you're in the, the early 1940s and it's getting really bad, I think a lot of people probably at that time thought, oh boy, I guarantee this has got to be it, yeah. right? I mean, it, how could this, how could the world ever recover yeah. from this? Um, and, and I'm sure that it's happened many times, many dynasties. So I don't think you can look at the current events and say this is an indication of itself that we are in this era where Jesus spoke about. Or differs from anything else, right? Um, there's no distinction um, or anything special about this conflict. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, um, as Christians, and I'll speak to this very shortly, we can move on, but I think as Christians... Um, when we look at Israel as a nation, um, God's chosen people, although they have turned away for a long time, um, they're still God's chosen people. And as Christians, I think we need to look at them as God's chosen people. They are set apart. Um, and, you know, my heart goes out to those people, both sides of the border. Absolutely. Um, you know, we pray for for uh, discernment. We pray for peace. Uh, but ultimately, ultimately, we pray for, for the will of the Lord, right? And for justice. For justice. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we hate to see what's happening. Um, but as, as Ryan said, you know, we're, you know, four millennia in, in this conflict. Um, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, maybe a little less than that, but not much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not much. I mean, you, you yeah. probably could trace this all the way back to Ishmael and, and, and Isaac. Oh, and for sure. Division of nations. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're close yeah. to 4,000. There will, there will always be enmity. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, I, and I think that, you know, it's easy for a lot of people to, to really hold on to it because it's, you know, as Christians, when we think of Israel, we think of the Holy Land and it's significant just because of where it's at and it's for in sure. the Bible, right? Um, but we have to be very careful um, not to take things out of context, not to fill in the blanks of question marks. Right. We just don't know. And that's okay. You, you can say, I don't know. Um, and I think you should sometimes. I well, think I, I think if you look at it through the lens, we were talking about prophecy earlier, and if you look at it through the lens of prophecy and you maybe, you know, maybe in the early 1900s, they would look at it and um, there would be certain things they couldn't understand, right? Like Israel is not reformed as a nation, right? And and so there's prophecy that has to be fulfilled there. But then, you know, here we are now in 2023, and that's they've been a nation for 75 years, reformed or whatever it is, right? right. And, and you can see clearly where God has brought prophecy to fruition, which oh, he always yeah. does. He does. And, um, you know, even like question marks about, well, how will the whole world see? You know, if you're in Revelation, how will the whole world see that these events are, are transpiring? Like, because there's references in there that, you know, there will be certain significant events that happen in which everyone will know worldwide. Well, again, before you have internet and social media and a camera on every phone and Skynet or whatever, you know, like whatever, all, the, all the technology goes, you know, drone TVs or whatever Elon Musk is working on now, you know, before you go down, I mean, you, you couldn't even fathom, like, how could that possibly yeah. even be? Right. But now it can be, you know, and I, and I think that, and then you look at like one world economies and you look at one world governments and you see like the footwork, all, all that stuff's done. It's, it's in place. Sure. And so again, as you look at prophecy to Zach's point, as a Christian, you have to look at it and say, boy, uh, it's not something that I, I fear, have anxiety about. I realize that God is bringing about the fulfillment of his prophecy. And this literally could be any moment where before other generations might look at it and say, boy, I don't understand how that, well, I don't see that fulfilled yet. But now you do. I was talking to these guys on Sunday and I told them there's one thing though that I would keep my eye open for, one thing. We know that in the first three and a half years in the tribulation, a new temple will be built where the old temple was built. But that can't happen right now because there's a mosque sitting at that spot. Right. And this is the one thing I'm going to mention. If you're watching the conflict, if you see at any point right. that building's destruction, then I would say that we are imminently close. Yeah. We are, we are moments We are moments away. We're moments if yeah. you see that. And I would be very excited about it. But I would also say I would have some anxiety in the reality of it because it could happen. Yeah. And if it does, and every other prophecy that needs to be fulfilled has been, who in your family, who yeah. in your, you your sphere of influence, calls. like who yeah. are you influencing right now for the gospel's sake? Are you doing kingdom work or are you not? Don't look at what's going on here and just say, well, I don't know what to do. You do know what to do. Go. And spread the gospel. There's one plan. Go and spread it, right? Teaching others, let them come to know Christ, and then disciple them so that they can go teach others. And that's it. If you're not doing that, then you're missing the entire the entire inflection of what prophecy is about. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was actually gonna say the same thing. I, I like, well, no, I I wasn't gonna say that here. I like I kind of guarded that, kept that to myself. Uh, like during site, well, I, because you don't know. I like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, <laughs> I, well, I'm just not going to, I don't want to add to anybody's confusion, but I literally had that thought. I mean, yeah. just like, you know, we have this, this, this land invasion coming in and, and, uh, and, and rightly so Israel's got to do what Israel's got to do. I mean, you, you, you have a, a force that, uh, doesn't want you to exist and, mm -hmm. and demonstrated it by just murderous, uh, uh, unprovoked, uh, I, I, I don't even atrocity. I mean, that's, right. that's all yeah. I like. I don't even, I struggle evil, with the words straight, pure evil. Yeah. I struggle with the words for that. Uh, but then, then I thought, then I thought like, yeah, I mean, do it, do a land invasion, get, get rid of Hamas. And then, and I was like, well, what else could they do? And I, and I literally had that thought that like, if they leveled the, the dome of the rock there right. yeah. at we're, the Western wall, we're no longer, and you've been and, there, right? I have been yeah, we're, there. We're no longer playing games, yeah. right? Like the, if it can't come to a resolution, I mean, I could see in my mind's eye, 
that they could get to a place, to your point, where it's like, okay, we, we have done everything we can to, to provide peace. We gave you land. Yeah. Right? And and then you, it's like, you know, I, I there's a stray dog and I gave it food and I, I gave it an area to live, whatever, and then it bit me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it, 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 you know, like what, what, what do you do? You know, it's like, we've done everything we can to provide peace right. and security and, and, and an economy for you and, right. and open trade. And, and all you want to do is kill us. Right. And at some point, like you said, it might, they might have to strike locally in Jerusalem and say, okay, we're, we're well, leveling your most holy that. I mean, building. like you think about Bethlehem, I, re- I remember going to Bethlehem and our, our, uh, guide could not go into Bethlehem. And I thought that was really weird at first, and and so like, he guy stayed, was Jewish. He's, yeah, he stayed outside, and then we we rode in the bus the rest of the way, and and while we were turning, there was a giant sign, in in a few different languages, English being one of them, and and it was Jewish beware under penalty of death. Uh, if you get found here, mm. you know, right. and, and, and like I was safe as an American, I went in and uh, we went into a little wood shop. In fact, I've got uh, a couple of souvenirs in my office right now from from Bethlehem. I went to the shepherd's field. I awesome. crawled around in a restricted area <laughs> because nobody was watching me. Uh, and, so and so you're, was awesome. what you were saying about the sign but, was, though, if you're a Jewish yeah, national there. You're Can not you, allowed to go because it's yeah. represented as a Christian holy place. Yeah, and they're not supposed to identify with it. Well, Christ, Jesus. Wh- uh, um, wait, say say that one more time. They're not allowed to enter, or should not, because it identifies with the, the beginning Jewish? of the Christian faith and a focus on Jesus. Oh no, the for the Jewish people, right? No, it's that's Palestinian. Oh, I see. Uh, I gotcha. yeah. Palestine claims that. Yeah, land. and okay. so and so they're in very real danger yeah. of you. death because Palestinians have that space. I understand. Okay. Wow. And and so they don't go in just because uh, at, at risk of harm. And so I, and I thought about. I told Stephanie. I was like, Can you imagine? Having to explain that to your kids, no, we can't go there. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah, and, and you're you're like, well, why not, uh, Daddy? Why, why can't we go? That's exactly right. And well, you you wanted to talk about yeah. like generational, you, you know, like like of, of course there's there's strife, generational strife, because from a child, this is what you've learned about yeah. a, a certain people group, and um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling this is way deeper than than any of us in America understand. Absolutely, we're we're we are so far out of of reality here, and, and these mm-hmm. these simple calls for well, you know, why can't you just shake hands and walk away like it's some schoolyard fight, you know, mm-hmm. at your elementary right. school? That's not what this is. This this is this is deep-seated hatred and 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 it's not going to be uh, evidently it's not going to be solved by anything other than I guess we're going to fight about it and and then the victor will prevail which we know again if we're going to use eschatology this we can know Israel will prevail okay. amen yeah this is um I think when you consider the land uh, and the the strife and conflict they've had for century upon century, you have to realize that there's more going on here. You know, the Bible talks about we wrestle with things that we cannot see, right? And these powers and principalities and this these kind of like angel armies and there's fallen angel armies, right? And then, you know, holy angel armies. And, and we have to realize that this conflict is not just people who hate people, right? This is, this is working... Satan is working a certain direction here because you know, again, if you get into Revelation study, that he, Satan wants to be God. Yeah. And if you look back at what the Bible specifically says about his fall and and even his temptation and you know of of Adam and Eve, and you go through all this, I mean, he is setting himself up so that partway through the the tribulation, he is going to set in worshiped. the throne yeah. in Jerusalem because he knows that that's the holy city, and this is right. I mean, this is the center. He's working towards that. Um, and, and we have to realize that this battle is not just two people groups who were wronged by Abraham. Right. Yeah. You, you know, that this yeah. is, there is a deep rooted, anybody listening, I, I, I really hope you'll take this as kindly as I can say it, but don't, 
don't think for a minute that they are not angels and that there's not a spiritual realm. There is spiritual battle happening all the time. And, and this is what we see. This is the outflow that happens in the physical realm that we live in. But this is absolutely at the center of it. There's, there's no doubt that Satan is working towards a certain conclusion that he believes he'll be victorious in. Right. Um, and, and it's hubris. And yeah, he'll use yeah. any terrorist group. Sure. And he'll use any quote-unquote good people group too <laughs> to achieve what he's trying to achieve. Yeah. Heavy stuff, huh? Mm. I know. It's, it's a lot better than, I guess, listening to CNN. Some of the stuff that I won't even get into that. Maybe a little bit. I was, I was <laughs> so just on the way over here. So I, I mean, obviously there were. So when we're talking about the the, the mosque, right, the Dome of the Rock being um, um, destroyed, all I could think to myself is like the latest. The latest claim was that uh, Hamas can do nothing but misfire their rockets. Like sixty percent of the mm. uh, damage that's been done on the Gaza Strip has come from like misfires. Yeah, their own mm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if if I mean they could accidentally <laughs> fire something and take that out. Um, but yeah, it, it, but then if you look at the other side, then <laughs> then another side is reporting that no, none of that's true. Right. So w- what are we to believe? Well, we're not there. Right. And us sitting, you know, thousands upon thousands of miles away and trying to come up with a solution for people that are in the middle of it right now, it that that in itself would be hubris. Yeah, and that's that's exactly right. To like to to Monday night quarterback this. Yeah. This deal from halfway around the world, thinking that we we understand a situation that we, we we've never understood. Yep. Right. Well, that predates the nation we live in. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. exactly yeah. right. And then you have all these pundits like, I understand this perfectly. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch the news like that, I always think through the lens of, you know, who, who's on the mic right now, right, and why them. Why are they on the microphone right now, right? right. Because maybe they're the most articulate um, or the most able to manipulate the most number of people, mm-hmm. right? Like they are convincing enough that most people will listen to them and trust them. But I don't ever, I mean, what they talk about, I rarely ever listen to that and say, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Like I'm usually just like, what's their angle? What yeah, are they trying can, to achieve? What's their agenda? Yeah, who can spin the web the best, right? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, because yeah. they're, they're really... It's, want views want clicks so it's a money business it, it really Newses. is yep. and, and uh, we, we'd be i don't know i, I think that's uh, another reason for all of the confusion here and, and it's really it's really lamentable um i i, I don't i probably should just hold off and not talk about that that side i mean just because I don't think it's profitable, and, and I don't know if anybody's listening to this, and and you're, maybe you're trying to understand. Um, again, there are other resources out there that you could probably um, you could probably read. Uh, one on the front of my mind, uh, if you really want to speak intelligently at your workplace, or just. N- for your own knowledge, uh, if you want to cut through the noise, there's a book called O Jerusalem uh, by Collins and uh, Larry uh, Lapierre. Um, I, that, that book will help you. Um, Dominic Lapierre and Larry Collins is what, who they are. Um, and they, uh, they, they talk about the, the mishaps that, that happened and all of the uh, all of the struggle, all of the turmoil, they really cut through and, and make sense of a lot of things that would be otherwise foreign to us. And so and there's probably a couple other resources out there that that, that might be a help to you. Um, but but a, a, a 10 minute NPR segment probably not going to do it. You know, it's um. I've recently, with the youth group, been teaching about parables and looking at specific things that Jesus talked about in parables. In this, Kyle brought it up earlier and read Matthew 24, 5 and 6, where Jesus is being asked about 
end times and when he's going to return and, and what to look for. And um, it's an interesting couple chapters. And if you're listening, maybe now would be a good time to pause the podcast and go get your Bible and read Matthew 24 and 25 and then resume. But, you know, Jesus, in a very skillful way, which he always is very skillful in the strategy, I think that's why I love parables so much, because you get to see this strategic mind of Christ, which is awesome far above my thoughts. I'll tell you that his ways are not my ways and his thoughts are not my thoughts. Um, but when you get into 25, Matthew 25, and Jesus gives this parable about 10 virgins and, uh, and he's like, you know, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto it's like this scenario. And he's talking about a very cultural specific wedding that's happening. And, and just real quickly, the bullet points on it are that, you know, these two families would get together and they would they would work and say, hey, there's a, there's a, a groom and a bride here, a, a young man, a young woman, that makes sense, the family should marry, and they would help arrange the wedding. And there would be like this year betrothal in which the families would continue to work, the fathers would continue to work on kind of what the, what the payment is, like, you know, taking, taking the woman from her house, she's going to join the other household, and they would work on this, and they would come to this final, and it would usually be about a year, they would go through this process. And so... Jesus isn't talking specifically about this because they would have already known this, right? It's their culture. They, they live in this time. This would not be a strange thing to them. Um, but what would happen is whenever that was all finally done, then the, the father of the groom would then call out, hey, we're ready. And, and then he would herald forward that the groom is coming, right? That he's coming to get his bride, and the bride would have on standby 10 virgins, virgins just because they're usually not their existing family and not uh, married yet. And so by default, they'd be virgins because they're pure. They haven't, in, they have not known a man, right? So these are the bridesmaids, if you will. And there's 10 of them and they should be on standby on call ready for the herald to come, right? And as Jesus talks about it, he talks about there were five wise and five foolish. And he just gets in real quickly into it that the five, uh, that uh, had wisdom or that were wise and, and prepared that they had gotten their lamps or torches or whatever the, the exact translation is. Right. And they would have uh, their oil like in the lantern or on the torch and they would have reserve with them. The wise ones had extra because the groom would come in this culture right at about the time the sun would set, but not necessarily guaranteed at that time. And in Jesus's example, the groom doesn't get there till midnight. And so the foolish virgins don't bring enough oil with them. And so they're there waiting. The groom is coming. They have their torches going to light the way for this ceremony to start. And the foolish, everybody falls asleep. All the virgins fall asleep. And then once the herald gets there, like, hey, it's happening right now. It's midnight. And they all waken back up. Well, those that were prepared had extra oil. They were ready. And then the five who did not, they start begging to borrow some of the oil. But the ones that were wise, like, you, you can't borrow my oil. That's my preparation. Like, I need this. I can't, I can't be found not prepped. And so then they have to run around trying to find oil, like at the last minute, trying to figure out how do we, how do we join this wedding? And they don't make it is the ultimate, Jesus's thing. It's like they, they end up at the door after the ceremony has started and they can't get in. They're lost. Um, I, I think that we need to read this scripture and realize that when Jesus is answering this question, earthquakes and wars and famines and all this stuff that we read about, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that could be now. But that parable should open our eyes to realize that among us, even our own church potentially, or churches all over the world, in America and beyond, that there are people who sit there and they have a knowledge of the ceremony, they have a knowledge of the groom, they right. have a knowledge of the father who's sending the groom. If you haven't figured out yet, this is God and the son of God, <laughs> you know, and we are the bride being the church, right? But there are people who are there that should be prepped and ready who are not. Not ready. And, and, the, and, and the answer is, is that they knew they knew all the stuff they needed to know, but they had never believed. It never changed their life. They never got to that place. And, they, and it's possible that, you know, you could be listening to this thing right now, and I would encourage you, again, not just to reach out to get materials, which you should, and Bible studies, and to connect, whatever, but, but I would say read through that scripture, and in your own time, have some prayer about this. Say, God, do I not only know this, have I completely put my trust and faith right. it, that when, when Jesus comes as the groom— to take his his bride, to take the church, am I prepared? Am I ready? Am I looking forward? And, and I would this would just be my call out. And it's always, I'm a teacher in youth, and you know Zach's a, a teacher preacher, and and we always try to end with some kind of 
call to action towards the gospel, True. right? Um, not to manipulate, but to make sure that we are being very honest about God's word. And, and the truth is that there will be people who say, you know, Lord, Lord, right? I, I did works in your name. I did things. And, and Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. I knew all the stuff. Yeah, I knew everything, right. but I, it, it never went from my mind to my heart. Right. I never truly believed. And, and I would just say, man, if you go to church because old grandpappy and grandmommy or whoever told you to go, and that's why you go, like, I mean, honestly, read through this and consider the words of Jesus. Miss heaven by about 18 inches. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, mind to heart, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what a terrible eternity. Well, and I think, I think it's interesting, you know, you bringing that parable up. You know, it's because it, I, I th- first of all, I think it's interesting that the apostles they wanted to know about end times as well. Yeah, two thousand years. And, yeah, and, and it's it's always been fascinating, ladies right. and gentlemen. Uh, but I also I think it's fascinating how Jesus answered. He gives them a mild answer, but it was almost like, like yeah, it's important to know about end times, but it's more important to know me. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's the most important thing. Like, do you know Jesus Christ? Like, you can know all the all the end time stuff uh, that you want, but I'll tell you, the Bible's pretty pretty vague on uh, like like as far as like knowing everything that we'd want to know. You're not you're not gonna get there, but you do have everything you need to know to know if you're going to heaven. That that God was very very specific on, and you sure shouldn't ignore it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, all the questions like prophecy. When you get intrigued by it, it's a lot of like you know the what's going to happen and when will it happen and where yeah. will these things happen. But really, the question is, how do I get to heaven? Right. Yeah. This should be the only question that matters. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Because it, none of that other stuff is going to matter if you know Him. Right. You're prepared for it. That's exactly You're ready. And that, Yeah, and that's when it gets exciting. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, maybe this is it. Uh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was just going to, I thought it would be a good time to uh, give a, a shameless plug here for our oh yeah our uh, resident author and, and pastor at large. Uh, brother uh, Jerry Locke has written a, a really good book on it, called, on this uh, eschatology, end times prophecy called What's Next?, uh, we will share a link to that on our social media as well. Um, it one of those things like when we have resources available, we want to make them available to our to our listeners. Uh, I'll get a, a list of stuff from Zach, but this will definitely be on there, and we'll post a link to it so that if you're interested in it, you can get a hold of it and give it a read. Um, just a little clarity. Yeah, and what I like about Brother Jerry's book is he he doesn't really go in in a, uh, a traditional order. He just he's just looking at different regions. Yeah. Uh, he's looking like what's next for America, what's next right. for England, what's mm-hmm. next, you know, uh, has all of these these regions, uh, these people groups, and it is a really fascinating take uh, that I've not seen or encountered before, and it, and it and it provides like a simple kind of uh, approach to a really deep subject. That's what I appreciate that about that work the most. Yeah, very digestible. I don't know right. what Brother Jerry charges or what the cost is to publish or put that in someone's hand. I don't know. But I would say that if you're listening to this and you really want a copy of that and don't have the means, I'll buy you one. Well, and it's not well, and I appreciate you saying that, but we we as a church, we support that as a as a ministry, as a as a mission work. So either way, I'm buying one. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> Through your tithes, thank you, and tithes and offering. Aren't we all? Uh, but what, what that allows us to do is give away copies. Yeah. Uh, and so, that, yeah, absolutely. And so if you want one, I'll just send you one. It'll yep. also answer, and it's, it'll scratch some of those itches that you have about tribulation prophecy, because there is a piece in there that kind of outlines things that will happen. Um, again, if you are a true believer and follower of Jesus... And if put your entire hope and trust in him and his work of salvation, it won't matter because you won't be here during the yeah, tribulation. Right. Sure. Um, but, you know, if you do have curiosity there, there is a, a good piece in that book about that as well. Well, and then let's let's talk just real briefly, um, but reverently, uh, just about the, this conflict. Uh, what should we think about it? What should we do about it? Um well, we should be praying for the peace of Israel. That's right. We should be supporting Israel. Uh, they they are God's people, uh, as as Kyle uh, has rightly said. 
And uh, I'll say this, God is not done with the people of Israel, with the nation of Israel. Um, and they're, they're part of God's eternal program. And so uh, we pray, pray for them. Uh, we can denounce uh, the evil done upon them. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably stop right there. They just, they just really, really need our prayers, uh, and they really, really need our support, and 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 that that above um, all the other noise that you that you hear out there. Um, otherwise, I, th- I think we can get we can muddy the waters a, l- a little bit. Um, you can definitely get sideways. Quickly yeah, and I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I am interested in 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 supporting God's people, right? Yeah. And I think I think that's the biggest two things, right? They are God's people. Yeah. Therefore, as Christians, we should look at that with a higher reverence. Absolutely. And, and two, um, to be a Christian, um, it's in the name to be Christ-like, um, is to be on the side that is preserving life. You, you, right. You, you want to always side on preserving life that's one of the the main characteristics of god um so absolutely we want to we want to pray for uh the victims uh, we want to pray for for both sides we there's there's harm on both sides happening yeah innocent lives being lost is right no matter where it's at is n- not good anywhere yeah 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 i i would I, I would say also that listener and men in this room there's probably very little outside of prayer that we can do to impact anything that's happening in Israel. Probably very little. Right. But because it is such a hot topic right now, in that time of prayer, I think that I would be genuinely asking God to give opportunity to interface with your peers or people around you. And when this fear and this uncertainty and the calamity of it all is is happening, that it gives you just an open dialogue to say, hey, listen, I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have an answer through, for you yeah. right, on, on you know, how this will resolve or what exactly it might mean for us. But you know, it does make me think you know, about, uh, you know, you can segue anytime, like, you know, what, what Jesus's thoughts were about Israel and what his thoughts were about Jerusalem. And, you know, and and you can get into conversations of pointing people back towards Christ pretty easily. When things are uncertain and turmoil happens, that's when people are the the most fertile soil. Right. You got to remember that when life's good and when there's no uncertainty, that's when it's hardest to break into people's lives because they're great. They don't need a savior. But, you know, when things are are hard, that's, that's the right time. And we should be using this opportunity not to manipulate, but to spread the word. Yeah. Pain, pain is good at getting us to look in one particular direction, right. and that is upward. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's why so many people ask yeah. about prophecy, and they they're enamored with this end times. Why? Why aren't they looking at, you know, why would they just look back and say, well, if we've evolved through all kinds of catastrophe and whatever else, why don't we just look back in the billions of years that we've you know evolved from and just say, hey, we've been here before. We're you know, why why does it automatically turn the mind towards end times and sure. uh, a sovereign God and what's happening and you know why does it? Well, because in us. We are built, as we know, to seek heaven and to yeah. seek eternal things. Yeah. And so when strife and pain and hard times come, that's why we look that way. You're built that way, to find it. Creator is calling. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as, as this thing progresses, um, I, I would just say for the listener, for the Christian, these, these feelings of fear, uh, anxiety, uh, depressing thoughts that come along with what could this turn th- thing turn into. Um, I, I, I would I would stay away from that, and I would be careful. Um, just just putting it out there, just saying th- those thoughts um, are not from God, right? Those thoughts of fear, anxiety. Um, if you are a true believer, those 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 thoughts are not from the Father. Um, so sure. I would say just surround it on prayer. Um, if it's something you're, if you're really upset about and worried about, go talk to your pastor, reach out. Um, there's, there's resources, there's people in your life that I guarantee would love to talk to you about it. Um, and we would love to hear, hear from you. Yeah. Um, so if you have any questions about tonight, if you'd like a list of materials that any of the list of materials that's been mentioned, uh, if you'd like a copy of brother Jerry's book, uh, feel free to reach out to us. It is podcast at lakeworthbaptist.org. Uh, you can also hit us up on either Instagram or Facebook at LWBC underscore publications. Uh, if you even just have comments or questions that maybe we didn't touch on, uh, that you'd like to hear us talk about, we'd be more than willing, uh, to do this, uh, again at a, at a 
different time and, and address some of those topics. So please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we're putting together a, a mailbag episode of comic, uh, comments and, and questions. So we'd love to uh, address yours directly. Um, but we, uh, we thank our guests. Thanks, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks Ryan and Zach, for coming on. I feel so privileged to be on the microphone with the Zachary A. Hatton. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my uh, professional name. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate uh, your insight. I uh, thank you for your time. Um, and uh, we'll be back uh, with another episode next week. Thank you.